0: hello and welcome back to the podcast it's been it's been a while a lot of stuff has happened um, mostly bad uh, which there's gonna be a lot of talk about because there's just already even into the new year even at the end of last year stuff so
1: we' getting covered just a lot of a lot of heavy stuff to talk about Uh, yeah, it's definitely been a rough couple of last few weeks, um, to say the least. So, I don't know, what do you want to get into first? Um,
0: well, I guess in chronological order, um, obviously the biggest thing, if you haven't heard already, which I have not, uh, very tragically, Brody Lee passed away, and, um, it was due to a non-COVID-related lung problem where, I guess, his his lungs just suddenly collapsed. They just weren't working. He was working out, riding his bike, and he just ran out of breath really quickly. His lungs ended up failing, and he passed away. Um, it wasn't pre-existing. It wasn't something that... Um, people knew about it was just it he was supposed to be selling the dog collar match so he was off, off T V and yeah he ended up staying off T V longer because this came up and then ended
1: up killing him. Yeah, I think it's really tragic, but um there's a few positive notes that I thought the Tribute Show was excellent. Probably my favorite show of twenty twenty outside of maybe Revolution and um I thought it sent a good standard for what tribute shows should be in the future. And uh, the last two BTEs, yeah. one was partially tribute, one was full tribute have been good. So I think it's a really tough situation. It's really sad, but at least there has been some positive memories. And like they signed his um, oldest eight-year-old son. So I assume they're paying out the rest of his contract to support the family. And um, his son wants to be a wrestler, so he'll get to be that one day, like training with Q.T. and Cody. So um, it's tough, but at least there's a few little positives to come out of it.
0: Yeah, but I think you know there are positives that come out of it, but obviously, um, as a whole, the story is bad. That, yeah, everyone wishes that Brody was still here, because you know. I think the part that sucks the most is that his career, uh like he was really starting to do something really really great with his career. Not that he hadn't done anything great before, but I'm just saying, like, with this Dark Order stuff and you know, with the way that the Dark Order was getting over um on BTE, which was making them popular on TV, them doing a lot more stuff on TV it was really starting to pick up and, and it was something that for a while, Brody was was uh, a big star, because obviously, you know, in WWE, he wasn't really used all too much, and when he was used, he wasn't used well. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a bad call. Um, so, it, the really sad part is just, yeah, he you know his career was really starting to pick up again, and some great stuff he was doing,
1: you know, everyone was enjoying it, and then, and then this happened. Yeah, and I think universally, you could see everyone talk about, like, no one had anything bad to say about him, and it's not like there were lots of people that were silent, where it felt like, oh, well, they don't want to say something bad about him, and that's why they're silent. Like, I didn't, I saw everyone talk, and everyone said something good, and it's really rough with, I think he has an eight-year-old and a three-year-old, so... It's really rough on his family as well. Um, So yeah, overall, just a horrible, horrible thing. But um, I think it's going to take a while for it to recover. I think they're saying it's Wednesday. You know what that means on every AEW show now, which is good. Um, it's, It's definitely rough, but there are a few little good things. It's good to see people bond together kind of over this and... I think seeing Rowan for level one-off on AEW was a sweet moment. So overall, it's a horrific story, but at least we were able to have some good moments kind of help us get through it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one nice thing that um, that I saw that FTR changed their, their finishing move... It was called. What was it called? Um, Goodnight Express. I want to say. It
0: was shatter Mach- yeah, a shatter machine. Then it was Goodnight Express. they're calling it Big Rig. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, that that that, that tribute show was it was really really nice. I mean, I I, I agree with, with what she said. This should be the baseline of what tribute shows should be because. Especially with WWE, when you know a wrestler passes away, I mean, there hasn't really been a big wrestling tragedy like this in a while. But um, WWE, uh, for example, with their Eddie Guerrero, with their
1: Eddie Guerrero tribute show, that that and and this Brody one should be like the examples of this is what you should do when something happens. Yeah, um, sort of any kind of over. Wrestling notes you want to talk about?
0: Um, yeah, we can go over. I mean,
1: actually, I have something I want to talk about. Of- I don't know how this happened.
0: Oh, go ahead,
1: go. I have no idea how this happened, but I saw the headline. Apparently, Adam Pierce is challenging Roman Reigns for the title in January. Who is? Adam Pierce, like the GM character.
0: Apparently, he's getting I'm a sorry, title sorry. shot against Roman. Adam Pierce. Yeah. So, he's not I'm, even, like, a I'm wrestler sure. anymore. I, I mean, yeah, he used to be a wrestler, but, like, there's, he's going to squash him.
1: Yes, but, like, alright. Shouldn't... The Royal Rumble's one of your big four shows of the year. And, in general, on pay-per-views, even if you do a lot of them. Shouldn't you have, like, top guys fighting top guys... Not retired guys who are producers that have a GM role on TV every couple of weeks fighting for the title. It shows that they have no available babyfaces. Because they put the IC title on Big E. That's great, but he's not going to challenge for the world title because that's not how they roll. Kevin Owens they've buried to death. They're going to bring up Damian Priest, but then they felt like not doing it last moment. It's like Daniel Bryan, like, he beats G- Jey Uso some weeks, and some weeks he's a jobber. It's like... It, it's become a mess. And then I also want to talk about another stupid challenger. Goldberg is fighting Drew and will probably win. It's like, why are we bringing back Goldberg? He's 50 something years old. I don't want to watch old people on my television show. I don't. Yeah, I. And
0: I don't know. I don't know why. Like, because a year ago, literally one year ago, McIntyre was being built up to be this main event star he was going into the Royal Rumble being a fan favorite to
1: win. Yeah, he turned face out of nowhere. To talk about that as well, he's, he was a face one day. Remember how he was Shane McMahon's lackey for like two years and one day he's turned face? Yeah,
0: like like one year ago he was becoming one of the biggest stars in that company. He was going into the Royal Rumble. Everyone wanted to win. He did. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, you know, some of the results of it was a bit anticlimactic, but that's event no one's those no one could control that um but he did end up becoming the champion he was the face of the company and now you're just gonna have him lose to Goldberg
1: and even if just he beats like i I assume he's losing a Goldberg because Goldberg always comes and wins the title and holds it for a week but even even if he beats Goldberg why are you bringing back Goldberg again it's effective if you do it once you bring Goldberg in once as an old man and he puts someone over right like that's effective because someone's like okay wow they're better than Goldberg that's really cool Goldberg's a legend they beat the legend this guy's like a living legend now that's like that's what you should do but instead it's Goldberg comes back and beats Kevin Owens Goldberg goes away for a year Goldberg beats Braun Strowman Goldberg goes away for a year and no, sorry Braun Strowman beat Goldberg do you know what I mean like it it it's not effective if you constantly bring back old people. You do it once, or you don't do it at all. Yeah, it, it just goes to show how much, you know, they care about their
0: stars at the end of the day. Because it's it, the reason why they bring back Goldberg is because he's a draw. It's it's Goldberg, and you know, I I would say it's very unlikely that McIntyre is gonna win this because if 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 Goldberg can go to
1: Saudi Arabia, I think it was Saudi Arabia, if he can go to Saudi Arabia, do a spear and a botched jackknife, and, or, yeah, jackknife. No, jack. Wait, is it jackhammer? See, I don't even know because the guy's so old, I don't know his moves.
0: Yeah, a jackknife is Kevin Ash.
1: Yeah, I think it's jackhammer. He can do a a botched jackhammer and beat the fiend, who
0: was at that point never defeated if if he beat the fiend like he did uh
1: back in saudi arabia then i can't even imagine what this is gonna do for McIntyre. yeah well i don't know how much new japan you watch but um there's a common style among guys especially like ishii and suzuki where they'll have like their match and then at a certain point they'll start basically no selling where it's like they're so into the match that They've been fighting a lot, right? And, like, they do their technical wrestling, they do some submissions, they do some striking. Then they get really beat up. Then they fire up, and they do, like, a three-minute sequence where they just hate each other with suplexes and brain busters and big moves, and they just don't sell. And then, eventually, one of them just hits a move, the guy collapses, and then he pins him. That's a common style. You see it with Ibushi, who just won the IWGP and ICA title belts. You'll see it with Ishii a lot, Suzuki a lot. Sometimes you'll see it with, like, an Okada or an Osprey. So it's a common thing in New Japan. But the thing is, it means a lot, because you've seen these guys kill each other for 15-20 minutes, and you're like, "All right, now it's time for them to fire up, we're really getting going. So it's a good, like, psychological tool. The issue is, these Paul Heyman book-style main events, it's, what if we did the no-selling part, where it just finishes? but we took out the first 15-20 minutes of the match. And then it makes no sense, because you're like, why are they immediately hitting spears on each other? Like, in any other match where it makes sense, someone will go for their finish, and if it's early in the match, their person will block or counter it, because they're still, like, fully fresh, and they're not going to get hit by someone's finish. It's just, it's, the matches are, like, designed to be bad, and to hurt finishes
0: it's because it's goldberg goldberg i mean you remember you've seen the 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 match with regal where he you know went off script and tried doing some technical wrestling he had no clue what he was doing that, and that was in the peak of his career yes but He's if you're 50 something years old now.
1: yes but if you're goldberg he still
0: doesn't know how to do it.
1: but goldberg could at least get worked over and just sell a little bit or he could throw punches and he could just do like some basic striking or even if you made like german suplexes like his like he needs something other than just constant spears and jackhammers and if that's all he can do he shouldn't be wrestling it's that simple
0: yeah and wasn't he brought back a couple years ago for the one last that whole one last match type
1: thing and he came back like a few times within the next like three years. That's what Vince does. Vince doesn't adhere to his steps. He needs to pop ratings. Yeah, it's it's. I've I stopped watching WWE like months ago. Probably like yeah October stop watching. I I just read the results now, and I watch like certain parts of it. Like we have it recorded, so like I'll watch certain parts if I hear some things really good or really bad. But generally, it's just so nonsensical that I read the results and I watch a good amount of clips. But the actual show, I, I can't be bothered to spend my Monday and Friday nights watching it live yeah. or watching it like with an hour delay to skip the commercials. It's just a waste of my time at this point. So I, I read results and I um watch clips. That's That's all I can be bothered to do at this point. Yeah, yeah. And...
0: Whenever I've taken breaks from watching WWE, I would at least watch the pay-per-views, just so I know, like, the story. But, like, I haven't even been watching the pay-per-views. I just watch the the highlights and the clips and yeah. the results, because even th- even those are getting stale now.
1: Yeah. I try to watch a match or two on the pay-per-views, and I bet I'll watch the Rumble, but it's... It's getting hard, because it, it's not to, like i've watched a lot of a good amount of retro rosa nitros it's not to the point where it's like so bad it's funny like vince russo winning the wcw title where it's like you have to watch it because it's so bad but it's still just really bad so it's it's tough to get me to commit to watching it uh like it's it's kind of like well i don't I don't know if this is a good comparison, but booking like this is what killed Impact. Yeah, it's or just bad. Not
0: Impact TNA.
1: Yeah, but just bad. It's not like it's disaster booking where it's like you have to watch it. It's just really bad. Uh, Anyway, I think we got to talk about the whole um Capital stuff too.
0: Yeah, that... I mean... I mean, I've, I've said it to a few people already, and I'll say it over and over again. Like, no, no matter what, pull, you know policies you believe in, who which who you wanted to be president, um, whether or not you believe there was fraud in the election, whatever political party you stand by, I think if you if you just don't look at the parties and don't look at you know the politics. If you just step back and just look at the situation, you would have to see that this man is an absolute idiot for sending people to a government building and telling them to to, to protest it, and then they end up not, not, not protesting. They broke into a government building, raided it, put government officials in danger, and nothing was done about it.
1: Yeah, it's just not good. I think this went for me from Trump is a guy that says stupid things to Trump is a guy that's actively making things worse. Like, I I always saw him as, like, he says stupid things. Policy, I'm kind of split on him. Like, he does some things I really hate. He does some things I'm fine with. But my main takeaway from him is he says stupid things. This time, it felt like something that he and Giuliani were actively, like, Pushing something harmful. And I think this was a moment where I either gained or lost respect for a lot of people on the right side of the aisle. Because it's either they'd announced this and we're like, we didn't want Biden to win, but we're supporting, maybe not during his presidency, but right now, like getting Biden in office, we're supporting him because we don't want this craziness continue to happen. Trump has completely lost it at this point. We're done with him. So I think that was a good moment for a lot of people that were kind of showing some, like, rationality. But then I think there were a couple, Um, I think there it, it were like six senators and there were a couple of people in the media that kind of defended this or just kind of ignored it like Trump did. And I think that that was a real moment of they've really lost it as well. And if you can't break party lines for something like this and just support, like, getting someone else in just to end the insanity, that's when I think you've really lost it, and you're really going to lose a lot of support and respect from people. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's
0: like, I think the big thing that people, a lot of people are talking about or one of the big things that a lot of people are talking about is the hypocrisy of the situation. Because throughout the entire summer, yeah, there was rioters, yeah, there were some people that were looting and stuff like that. But for the most part, there were peaceful protests uh, for fighting for basic human rights, ba- fighting for you know people to be treated the same as everyone else. And when they were in front of the White House, peacefully protesting... They were tear-gassed so Trump could take a selfie. But these people were putting government officials in danger, and it took them how long to get the National Guard to even get there?
1: Yeah. I think the situation of the protests over the summer. It's, you could look at them as they're all good. The rioting and looting is just another source of pain and showing their anger. Or these protests are like 99% good but we do have to contend the rioting and looting. Or what I think kind of, and that's, sorry, that's kind of the first one's the really hard leftist one. The second one's the centrist one. And this third one that would be far to the right that I feel people like Trump pushed was, these are like 99% rioters and looters. We have to shut it down. And I think here you had something that was such a high percentage. Like, I don't know if every single person at that Trump rally went into the Capitol. But there were, like, thousands of them, at least. So it's a much higher percentage in any of the BLM stuff. And it, it can only be seen as a vast, vast majority negative protest. And there's no nuance like there was with the stuff over the summer. Yeah.
0: And, and, like, even the people that were in the Capitol building, like, there was still there was still aggression there was still anger and and you could tell there was it was it wasn't just the people inside the building but i think i think the people that get the most of of the heat and the attention are the people that were inside because you know like i said they were putting government officials in Yeah,
1: yeah um i want to talk about I actually want to, and I think this is a separate argument that's also kind of intertwined with this. So Trump's lack of action to condemn the Capitol building led Twitter to permanently ban him. And I'm actually kind of interested by this because Twitter shouldn't be ability to just delete tweets of his before. Where when he tweets stupid stuff, they just let be. And when he tweets actively harmful stuff, they delete it. So I don't know if on a first amendment basis I like them completely banning him I feel like it would have been better if they just kept deleting his tweets for like the next no I think they suspended him sorry? they suspended him I thought yeah no but then they permanently banned him so I'm saying I wish they would have just suspended him till everything cooled off like till after Biden's inaugurated and then if he tweets anything bad like act sorry I shouldn't say everything he tweets is pretty bad but if he tweets anything like actively bad then they can delete it because i feel like it's a little bit scary if people can just be full-on banned do you know what i mean yeah i understand why they did it though
0: yeah i i didn't think about that actually because i like i agree it's good that they did it but i think legally and morally they shouldn't have because i don't think he like you said i don't think I don't think he objectively said anything malicious or wrong or bad.
1: Well, no, I think sometimes he says stuff like that, and then they should no, delete the I, tweets.
0: I, I mean, I mean around these events. Oh
1: yeah. Okay. Um, um. But so, I don't, I don't see
0: why they could ban him for around these events. But again, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm yeah. Really I, glad he is.
1: Twitter anymore. i definitely want them to limit the harmful stuff he can put out there but i just wish that it would have come from constantly deleting these bad tweets and sometimes if he just wants to tweet stupid stuff like let him do it because then there becomes a first amendment infringement and also like i really feel like we need more political parties because there was this divide during the Democrat primaries of like the sanders versus biden kind of and then now there's a divide into Republicans versus like the normal people Republicans who have brains. And then there's been like I think it's six senators and a certain number of representatives that are completely crazy and refuse to concede the election. So I feel like we kind of need like Democrats and Republicans to split. And then we could have like four political parties out of that, plus like Greens and Libertarians. But it feels like that's probably not going to happen, and we're going to have these ruptured political parties. And then I think that there needs to be a sort of healing where, of course, delete his tweets. But you don't want to give him the angle of saying, I've been completely taken off Twitter. Now, like, all the Republicans have to rally around me. Because you—I'm not worrying this will, but you don't want to give him any more angles. At this point, it needs to be like, he was a failed president. He may have done a few things you liked, but socially, he was a failed president. And I don't like giving outs or angles to people
0: like that yeah and I think I think the hard part is that his supporters and the people that that are really die hard for him aren't going to go away until he can't move, until he can't run anymore because he's either in jail or he's dead or he won't run anymore because he knows that there's no way he'll win.
1: Yeah, I think, I think what's really important is I don't, a lot of people resign from the cabinet, so they're not going to have the numbers to do 25th Amendment, I don't think. And knowing the bureaucracy, there's not enough time to impeach him. So I think he's just going to have to sit out the term kind of in silence, which I think is good, but he could still then run again in 2024 if he was that long, and then he'd be Biden-age. And I hate old people in politics, so I'd be against that just from an age standpoint. But I'd also be against it because I don't want him running again. So I think then it becomes a moment of hoping there's enough. Because, like, I generally like the Republican Party, and I like the Democrats. Like, I just don't like the people to the far of each side. Like, I kind of just swing based off of who I think has a more sane candidate. So I'm hoping that there's just enough Republicans that they can kind of instead of like splitting kind of like how there was, instead of kind of having a divide amongst the more normal candidates, I'm hoping in the primary, if he does run again, that the Republicans can just kind of back a normal candidate and not um, send him to the national election and just like send someone normal, like a Romney or someone. Because I don't want to be put in a situation where it's either all the republicans have to back trump and not elect to not elect a democrat or all the republicans have to elect a democrat just kind of blindly to make sure that we don't have trump again so i'm hoping that we can just go back to our days of like a normal democrat republican like 2012 was yeah because i think the reason why it's it's not like that anymore is because of trump because of support Yeah, because what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Because after he, you know, even during his campaign a little bit, especially during his presidency, the Republican Party just went like all sorts of different ways. It's a mess right now. Yeah, and I think that again, like assuming he was that long and wants to run again, like what's to stop? Because I don't see Biden doing two terms at his age. I assume he'll be happy again his one and he'll be done and he'll support, like, a bid, or he'll support someone else. But let's say that we do end up four years from now, and we're primarying both, and, like, a Bernie ends up running again. And you have a Bernie versus Trump. You're basically forcing people to go to the most radical sides of their party. Where, because no one's going to cross the aisle at that point. Like, no normal Republican's going to vote for Bernie, and no normal Democrat's going to vote for Trump. So you're kind of either forcing a lot of people to not vote, to push for the Rackle Party. Or I guess there is a positive where, like, they elect, like, a greener libertarian candidate in a lion slide, and that'd be good. But it just, it doesn't feel like a good situation to put the country in. So I'm hoping that he is, doesn't run again in 2024. Yeah. And like you said about Biden having the, the one term, I think Biden, I, I'm not a huge Mungus fan of Biden either,
0: but um, I think that Biden will be a good president to kind of be like okay trump was crazy these 4 years are kind of be like gonna be like let's relax let's try to restore some sanity into the people let's try to you know let's try to make america great again you know you yeah know, just just to restore some faith and some <clears throat> some justice and some just restore everything that trump did bad that, that trump made american people feel yeah um, obviously that weren't his supporters i think he'll be a good president to be like let's fix this stuff and then we could probably maybe
1: possibly go back to just regular 2012 democrat republican yeah and i'll say i'm not a big Biden fan i wasn't an obama fan like I'm generally pretty centrist. Though I can find myself leaning a bit to the right sometimes. But though I may not support him fully in what he pursues as president, as a president, I fully support Biden. If that makes sense. Like, I won't agree with everything he does in office, but for getting him in office and for supporting him as being the president, I'm fully behind Biden in that sense. Because I think it's important that we have that because now we've had, and I do not want to compare these two things, what I'm about to say. I'm comparing them very loosely. I don't want to treat them like they're the same thing. But we did have the whole, well, Trump is a Russian agent, Russia helped Trump win the election. And now this border fraud has gone much farther. The anti-Trump marches never stormed the Capitol. I'm not comparing those two things as like being equal in any sense. But we have yeah. created it where every time a party loses the election now there's some reason they lost and we have to protest to an extent and like okay so we have lots of marches everyone's kind of whining like trump didn't win the election okay the democrats said they out that year this year the republicans took it up like 10 notches and there was active voter fraud inside the country because of mail-in balloting and now we have to stormed the capitol what's the next step like do we What's like whoever loses the next election, do they like assassinate the other candidate if they win? Cause if we keep escalating like this every time, we went from twenty twelve, it's like Romney conceded. Okay. And he's like, Good job, Obama. I'm not a big fan, but you won the election, have fun your next four years. Then we went to Hillary and Trump. Hillary was like, Well, Trump, I guess you're president, but it seems like Russia kinda stole the election. Now we have Trump saying, Biden, you completely stole it of all these fraudulent elections. Let's go storm the Capitol. If we keep escalating, how bad does it get? Can we just have the side concede a loss again? Yeah, no, it's just, it's childish behavior. Now there's, there, there's always an excuse for losses. We don't, and I think that's also because of what he said. Um, just the Republican Party just really damaged it split into all sorts of ways and now people all across the party people who support Trump and and, you know it's just they're I don't want to say they're crazy people but they kind of are um especially if they're believing in and not and not seeing the wrong in what they're doing with the cap in the Capitol building um those kind of people are, are taking it to the extreme and trying to find reasons to
0: keep Trump as their president because they think he's the greatest president of all time when in reality he's he's done a lot of damage to society and to the country in general um, and I'm hoping that like I said with, with Biden I, I'm hoping he's a good president to restore a lot of faith and, and sanity in the country Maybe after Biden, if Trump doesn't re- rerun, um, then hopefully we'll have like a another peaceful transition of power, where it's you lost, I or I lost, you won. That's fair. I concede. Hopefully we have that. Hello? Yeah. Sorry, you dropped for a second there. You're back.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Let's just say. Saying... Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I I definitely understand what you're saying, and I think part of it is the party's running sane people again. Like again, I understand why people don't like Biden. I'm not the biggest Biden fan, but he was a sane person as far as his party lines go. He was a moderate. He was, for better or worse. I think in most situations it's worse, but in this time it was better. He was a career politician he's used to winning and losing elections so i think there this should be a good reset button to hopefully go back to everyone just running sane people that can act normally and i'm gonna be really annoyed if in 2024 we have another big voting scandal from either side because that's just not going to bode well for the country if we can't respect elections anymore Um, alright
0: well let's let's switch co- topics uh, what else is there what else Um, well, I guess we could go back to wrestling I don't know if he's saw Dynamite this
1: week oh I watch Dynamite every week yeah um,
0: a lot of a lot of good stuff happened this week but I think obviously the biggest thing is we're gonna the ending of Dynamite this week very interesting. <coughs> Oops. Me. Um, so basically what happened was Kenny and Ray Phoenix were having their uh, AEW World Championship match. Phoenix lost and Don Callis came down to the ring. Um, and then basically Kenny was gonna beat up Ray Phoenix real bad and then good brothers came up and they were beating everyone up real bad and then uh the young bucks came out and it looked like they were trying to stop the good brothers and kenny uh they were it looked like they were kind of saying you know what's going on here you, you guys should be doing this or whatever and then they super kicked i forgot who it was the super kicked but they super kicked someone. And, it was kind of like, wow, okay. So then the young bucks are kind of aligning themselves, themselves with the good brothers and Kenny. And then everyone starts putting up the too, uh, the too sweet. And uh, sure enough, the young bucks put their, their, their hands in there too. So yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. The way I see it storyline-wise is the bucks were actually surprised and they didn't like them beating everyone up. So they came out to try to talk them down. But then they did see that their friends were being attacked. So then they intervened. So I think that's kind of the way I see it, where they weren't in on this like from the beginning, but they saw their friends were being attacked. So their instincts kicked in, they helped. And then you notice it kind of took them an extra second to two sweet. And it kind of looks like they were thinking about it. So I think the storyline is eventually they'll kind of be like, yeah, we got the bull Club back together. Like, let's have a good time. And then they might work a little bit more heelish for a few weeks, but eventually they'll kind of see, like, what heels Kenny and the Good Brothers are right now, and then they'll um, kind of slowly turn face on them. Then hopefully we can do like a Bucks and Hangman against, um, Kenny and the Good Brothers.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's. I also think it's one of those things where you won't know until it happens in terms of. Looking and what's what's going to come for this new Bullet Club. Because
1: um, I I really can't think of one thing that will, you know, any possibilities that can happen with this new group. Because, you know, I, I just think this is one of those things where you got see to it, see it play out. Yeah. I just don't see him turn to Buck's heel, like, for a long time. Maybe it's for a week or two to act like heels. But it's definitely going to be um, a fun storyline to watch out for. I mean in general, AW's just killing it. I don't feel like I need to review the notes because I just kind of they're kind of just in their setting up period of the next long term storylines. Like Queer Wheaters will be some Hangman Dark Order stuff. I don't know where that's going. I assume that the long term storyline is Hangman beating Kenny for the title like a year or two from now. But as of right now, you can see everyone just kind of working on like like in the long term storylines, everyone's kinda of just working on their stuff and then um They're going to kind of get ready to go into their, I don't want to call it like minor feuds because they're all big built-up feuds that matter. But everyone's kind of doing their transitional feuds, waiting for like their long, long long-term programs. Like the Pop Kingston one seems like it's finally coming to a head. And then we'll find out what's next for those guys. And queerly Kenny and Hangman are kind of moving apart from each other until they come back into the fold. But um, I just think in general, the show has been going great, and um, I love watching it every week. It's something that I look forward to on a wrestling standpoint, and that's definitely good, I think, especially if there's... A, like, I, I don't know if I'd still be a wrestling fan without AEW out there because, of course, XT got bad because it moved to USA and Vince started putting in input, but it just... It feels like AEW is what's kind of keeping my love alive. AEW and New Japan, really. Yeah, and I think I do think really that a big reason why uh, WWE has really, really dipped in within the past year or so is because they do know that they do have genuine competition now, and they're trying to do, you know,
0: they're trying to try new things, make things interesting. But what they're doing wrong is they're coming up with it like hours before the shows start. So it's just all falling apart. They have no long-term story, you know, long-term storytelling. They do like have one or two stories that are long-term. But I think in general, WWE creative and WWE writing is just absolutely atrocious right now. They don't really have any good stories going on.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know if there's any specific things you want to talk about, but, um, I don't know. Any, any other specific things you want to run down? It's kind of been a downer of the last couple of weeks, but, um, it seems like overall we are starting to get better. Um, and we should have a good year overall. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, yeah, and we had Christmas and New Year's. I happened to.
1: Yeah, those are um, nice.
0: I got a. I think the biggest thing I got for Christmas was a uh, my gaming computer. And, uh, oh, you got a gaming computer? Nice. Yeah, I I played Minecraft with
1: Joshua. For, Joshua, like, I gotta add you to my realm and to my server. Oh,
0: oh yeah, send me the details. Like I will.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we it it's with um, you'll you know you'll know pretty much everyone on the realm, and you'll know a few people on. The server we started like two days ago, but the realm is on like day three thousand. So, um, yeah. All right, but um, you'll want to spend time on the server first. Sorry, I don't know if we. Yeah, we can say this on air. you want to spend time on the server first because um, the realm is kind of like people get really active and do like five hours a day for two weeks, then they take like two weeks off, and everyone's kind of like taking a bit of time off right now. So you want to get on the server right now. All right, that's fine. Yeah. And anyway uh, sorry yeah, to take that was... little um that was a little um branch off but yeah back to the podcast yeah
0: um so yeah i think that's pretty much it though i can't really think of it. those are pretty much the big things that happened in the past couple of weeks um
1: yeah yeah but um it's our first episode 2021
0: Hopefully we'll have a little more consistency too. Um, I know we were supposed to go back in person at some point, but with this, I, my mom's kind of scared now because of this new strand that's going around the country. So I, I really don't know when we'll be able to do in in person anything.
1: Yeah, um, it does at least seem that at the very least we do have upward momentum with the vaccines starting to get out and stuff. So I feel like definitely we'll be at a better place by the end of the year hopefully starting to really move past covid at least i would hope that by next school year we'll be going back in person yeah all right um i think we're pretty good to wrap up
0: yep all right um thank you for listening to josh and Ethan's show